0: In a station corridor above some unnamed moon, through one of the windows a gas giant can be seen swirling in the far distance. A soldier creeps down a corridor, one step at a time, walking in and out of the pools of light by each window. He pauses by a glowing supply cabin and cracks it open, eyes lighting up at the sight of a medpack and a dangerous-looking piece of personal armament. He lets off an involuntary piece of Anglo-Saxon expletive, totes the new weapon, checks the ammunition load out, and heads back down the corridor. Rounding a corner, he sees a disgusting, lurching, unwashed fiend. Firing off a round from him listening at the next corner, he can hear heavy breathing and footsteps. Wisely, he nicks a jail pack of road rage a roid range inducing stimulants, rounds the corner, unleashes a barrage of weapons fire, and dives into a nearby lift. He mashes the button for level five, takes a second for his heart rate to back down to get back down to 140 beats a minute. And as the door opens onto the studio, he hears the terrifying words.
1: Our mics are live. Good evening ladies, gentlemen, truckers and other, I'm Rudolph Chainsaw Hucker, this is Hutton Orbital Radio Live, don't mind the terrifying combat armoured sight that's just wandered into view, we've made him a nice chamomile tea to calm him down. Yes, we're joined in the studio by this week's special guest, Barnaby Wilde, he's a genetic cross of a rhinoceros with a side order of the rock and a smattering of honey badger, And he's decided that Studio 5 is a safe haven from the great unwashed. By the way, what did you do to Cecil?
0: Good evening. I bet Cecil mistook him for a fiend from the pit. Was the breath toxic?
1: Ah, well, Nurse Wyeth will have him back in shape in no time. What shape nobody knows, but at least it will be a shape talking of shapes those figures on the other seats are this week's presenters we've got Harry the handgun bullzac
2: good evening Rudolph a uh, bit terrifying isn't he uh, does he need to be wearing that power armor apparently so he's worried about
0: denizens from the lower levels you can never be too careful it's dangerous out there
1: dockers uh, yeah just so we also have Amelia the atomizer Hawk
3: Locked and loaded.
1: And Flossie, the pan.
4: They're not getting past me. The news carries on, regardless of invasion by person or person unknown, or the deletion of galnet by the Pilots' Federation. It's time for some headlines.
1: Major General in major danger after challenging Thargoid to single combat.
2: Colorful hankies cause consternation in avic games.
3: Hutton engineers the volumeter meter to measure SI ick.
0: Riverbelt swan song as Trucker goes tracking.
2: Atrus wonders whether Hutton really are keeping the Thargoids at bay.
4: Amelius very kindly volunteered to work it all out.
3: And Norma's taking the initiative again this week. Or is she?
2: Major General Noctovadus, retired... The one-man BGS machine and former head of Hot Pit got himself into hot water this week after challenging Tharg the Mighty to a bout of unarmed combat after a glass of apple juice or two. Turning up at the appointed location, somewhere deep in the Pleiades, and wearing nothing but his remlock and a girdle, the Major General proceeded to attempt to unleash nine shades of ninja fury at the multi-limbed galactic menace. At which point, a combination of the double vision Uh, Caused, no doubt, by Tharg's latent ability to scramble things at a distance by growling and flashing at them, and having a limb count significantly lower than his opponent, the Major General ran into some trouble. When he awoke, Tharg had nicked his datapad, his glasses, and all memory of the intervening four hours, and left him on the boarding ramp of the anaconda of a kindly nearby trucker. The Marquess of Queensbury may not have ever made it to the Pleiades but we're glad to report that he wasn't ingested, digested and molested of the probulating kind as has happened to so many occupants of occupied escape pods over the last few years. Below the belt, this wasn't. Incensed, the Major General immediately ordered his former wingmates into, into full combat formation, mounted an SRV and took his ire out on the nearest Thargoid machine which promptly broke again, leaving the Infinite Dreamer still completely in the dark.
1: With the closing ceremony of the Avic Games fast approaching, there have been a number of stewards' inquiries after one Hutton Trucker appears to have come down with a nasty case of the clones, Yes, King Hanky of Colonia appears to have multiplied himself. With only one way to tell the Hankeys apart, all five clones were promptly dipped in Universal Indicator, turning them a variety of colourful shades. Unfortunately, someone lost the colour wheel and therefore we have absolutely no idea which one the real Hanky is. With more colour than a Morris dance, the Hankeys have been put on warning that only one of them qualifies for any special awards for taking part. But with more of them than can be found in a fresher's bedroom in September yes, we're talking about the flu, not the other thing this challenge is a knotty one to be sure. Alvin would like to remind Hutton Truckers that cloning is outlawed throughout the galaxy as it makes life really complicated at dinner parties and anyone caught impersonating themselves will be given a stern stare. The kind that he gives to suspicious vegetarian sausages that appear tasty but give him bad guts.
0: After a number of commanders returned from the Pleiades covered in various varieties of viscous liquids, locus, local scientists have been at pains to study the Thargoid effluent and arrive at a measuring scale that adequately describes the level of green goo gelatinous glute that trouble that they're in. With scientific probes from Professor Palin and the Xenobiologists of Canon, in an experimental phase only, the team have had to invent their own equipment. The Vamo-meter, patent pending, has established a galaxy S-Y unit of ick. The si ick is defined as the amount of material at one standard atmosphere and temperature, determined by conditions at Birmingham on Earth, that can cause nausea in under 3.3 nanoseconds, the time it takes for light to travel one meter. With airborne particles taking too long to reach the olfactory senses of even the most sniffy spaniel, Hutton scientists have postulated that the Ick is actually a light particle, hitching a lift on passing photons. This replaces the old imperial unit of the Yak, with one Yak to a Hurl and nine Hurls to a Chunder. Using the new measurements, Hutton have determined that the sight of a scavenger emptying its stomach contents onto the floor of a Thargoid machine is approximately 2.54 icks, caustic missiles are well over 50 icks, and the full Thargoid space station green goo explosion is a mega ick, approximately one starch in old money. There are planned tests on a number of earthbound causes of the ick particle, including the 2AM Donner Kebab, mushy peas. And of course the ultimate ick source, one of the toilet brushes from Cubicle 3. Any commanders volunteering to take part in ick testing are required to have a strong constitution, inoculations against mods, and of course comprehensive life insurance.
4: Commander Brett Riverboat, Hutton's biggest tosser and proprietor of the Hutton Zero-G known pineapples-allowed Peter Emporium, has announced that he'll be hanging up his chef's hat and taking up an entirely more reputable career in the near future. Yes, Mr. Riverboat has applied to be a big-wig, big rig trucker. He's taken an intensive course in CB banter, Ginster's Pike scoffing with one hand, big tail swings and of course that ever truckerish ability to leave a copy of the sole newspaper on the dashboard open at the page with the scantily clad model of course at Hutton we don't pass judgment on ships with their bulkheads on shore but you know there are some sensitive types out there and we wouldn't want to fall foul of the censors. Good evening truckers. Atrus5060
1: here with some ever so lovely news from the Thargoids. We broke them again. They've buggered off. They're nowhere to be seen and it's more than a little coincidental that it's the same week that we broke their computer. That's the last time Tharg invites one of our interns around to look at his hard drive as it's going a little slow. You should see the images he keeps on it. Scandalous stuff. Anyway, we've got another week off. At this rate, I'll have to go and find something else to do, like move house. Keep trucking for the mug. And don't forget, truckers, you can always help fix some stations with Operation IDA. What is it, IDA? Anyway, that's enough from me. Toodaloo.
3: So, I have a message here from Deadmeat. Can you pad this out, please? I ran out of time. So, uh, as some of you may know, when it comes to me in technology, well, let's just say I clipped the Thargoid machine while trying to find a parking spot. This pad makes about as much sense to me as reading Golnet in Cyrillic. But from what I can make out, most of Alvin's systems are looking healthy, with influence riding above the 40% threshold in most. Some, however, are a little too healthy, so please do not work for hot in LP 532 81, LP 525 39, Wolf 124, Luton 145 141, Van Manen Star. Hmm, drop him like Bowie did with his balls in the outtakes from the classic Earth movie, Labyrinth. And especially not in LHS 340, the hot pit team would like to remind commanders to never go there. Unless, of course, you have received a red card as part of the Operation Active Endeavour and need to visit the naughty step. Operation Active Endeavour is our effort to bolster our position in Alvin's latest system, AVIC, by offering incentives for work done. Command who, commanders who run the Hunt Helper will automatically enter a prize raffle by running missions and passengers for HOT in Abic. The more you do, the better your odds of winning. You can also increase your odds by running some missions, but not too many, for other factions in the system, aside from the dastardly serious corporation. Any missions run for them will result in a red card, which can only be cleared by visiting the Naughty Step, a.k.a. Khan Holdings in LHS 340. See hot.forthemug.com forward slash for more details and the TS and CS. How else can you help? By selling high demand goods, most of Alvin's systems are in boom state, which means trading has double the normal benefit. By handing in exploration data, uh, you can, which you can in any station owned by HOT, ask for the facebook group or discord chat, chat if you're not sure where by redeeming hot bounties this can be done in any system uh, where hot has a presence by running missions and passengers for hot ideally choosing the mission reward which offers the most influence finally spare a thought for the citizens of epsilon Eridani, who are currently experiencing a rather unpleasant outbreak as such, basic medicines are in great demand and can be sold for ten times the galactic average. Everything else is comfortable, all pipe and slippers style, I guess we are really lucky to have a guest presenter here who can tell us what it all really means later in the show, along with some hanky once we've washed him. Anyways, I'm off to find out where the safety catch is in the frying pan ready for when dead meat gets back next week, for the time being. Over to Norma. The Interstellar
4: Initiative, the Enclave, concludes today. And in light of the outstanding efforts from all the commanders who contributed to this endeavor, the superpowers will begin to colonize more systems in the region over the next few weeks. More later...
3: And now, specially chosen by our special guest, it's our 1st tune. two. We're entering a strange dimension, courtesy of the Time Warp.
1: Well, I went down to Hutton and I saw Alvin. He was like, Barf! and I was like, yeah, whatever.
5: Yeah, and this pirate comes up to me and he's all like, give me all your stuff and I'm like yeah whatever
1: so well later I'm at the planet and this skimmer comes up and it's like pew pew and I'm like yeah whatever because
5: this is my faction state of whatever yeah and this is your faction state of whatever And this is our faction state of whatever.
1: Well then, it was 3am and I'm in a war zone wearing my Python. This fed comes up and he says, Hey, punk. I'm like, yeah, whatever.
5: Right, yeah, and then I'm smuggling in the Rubigo and Officer Leroy comes up to me and he's like, Hey, I thought I told you. And I'm like, yeah, whatever.
1: Well, then up comes Saimu. I'm like, yo, Saimu, what's up? He's like, nothing. And I'm like, that's cool.
5: This is my faction state of whatever, and this is our heart and faction of whatever. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right well we're back in the studio and we're joined by uh, the usual motley crew of hutton truckers plus a special special super special guest so let's introduce our special guest first now you went uh, under a pseudonym during the um during the news as, as is normal for us so um, obviously barnaby wild is barnaby wild and he's wearing his power armor but in real life who are you commander
0: well in real life i'm secretly known as darren gray
1: and Darren, many of us have actually met you and shared a beer with you over at various events over the year. You've been part of the Elite community since, ooh, back in the day.
0: Uh, before the Kickstarter, yes.
1: Back in, back in the early days. So you were, were you Alpha, Beta backer? Uh,
0: alpha slash the, the secret community thing that is... What's it called again? The... the the, the, <laughs> I've forgotten
1: it. The launch party. No, but basically you've been around for an awful long time, since before Frameshift was a thing and you know and and docking computers and stuff.
0: Oh yes, I've never used a docking computer.
1: No, no. And obviously your, your your voice is familiar. Have we heard you on any other internet broadcasts over the years that are for the community full of foul language and other bits and bobs? Foul language? Oh no, sorry, I was just thinking Docker's ish. I'm sure we've seen you on something Docker's ish oh. related.
0: Oh, I I have guest appeared on Docker's you're um, exclaiming docker. a, about mugs. But uh, feeding in for David Brubin when the real David Brubin wasn't able to attend.
1: Ah right. So yes you may recognise your voice from, from stunt stunt dockersing. But um so you're here to talk about something new that's installed in the Hutton Games room later on during the show. But you know, welcome hang around, make yourself comfy, sit on the sofa, help yourself to a drink. Um and then, obviously, next to you, we've got the ever-present um, Harry Balsack, Commander Palantir himself. Good evening, sir. Good evening. You're here. I am. Th- you've been out I am. and about again this week, haven't you? Yes,
2: yes. Well, it, it, we're wedding anniversary with the uh, Flight Prevention Officer. Now, um, I
1: tried to wedding. add up the number of years that was, and I ran out after a bit. It, How 42. many years? Four, the meaning of life. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, your poor, long-suffering wife.
2: She doesn't suffer at all.
1: <laughs> well, no, no not she, after better, the third she, gin, Not after the third gin. She, no.
2: Oh no, no! I don't get away with anything. No. For, yeah, been married for forty-two years, and I, all of them are happy. It's well, been lovely.
1: Congratulations to the to the pair and, of you, and uh, and uh, many 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 uh, years to come as well. And uh, We promise and, we'll let and, we'll, we'll let her have you back sooner or later.
2: Well, we spent part of the
1: anniversary doing a tour around a gin distillery, so bah, can't be bad. Well, we're going to save some details on that for, for the Green Room Banter, because we've got to have something to ask you about in the Green Room Banter. Um, but uh, thank you very much for joining us again, and uh, sorry about the chaos earlier. I, I have no idea whether the music's fixed. I've, I've cranked all my levels up to max, and um, we'll see what it gets to. Um, and then, obviously, sitting next to you is Flossie, as usual. How are you? Hello, I'm very well, thank it's you. Lovely to have you back as usual. And have you, have you had um, a, have you had a nice week? Have you been fuel ratting? Have you been what what you been up to? Don't give all of it uh, away. Sa- save a little bit of something for the for the green room. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah, I've um, I've not. I, I did have a look on fuel last, last night, but I didn't get involved in anything. Uh, I'm still travelling back from uh, Baker Point on my main account, so I was just doing some of that last night. Um, how, far, my, oh, how far from I've,
1: Beagle Point are you at the moment?
4: <laughs> from Well, I did get back to Colonia and I was on my way back to the bubble and a couple of weeks ago I responded to a fuel rats rescue and instead of taking my uh, commander in Colonia Flossie 2 I took my main one and didn't realise until, until after I'd done it until that I was the far side of Sagittarius A again. So I'm a lot closer to bigger Point than I was.
1: Oops. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it wouldn't be the same without you, would it, Flossie? Really? You know, doing a is a thing, and I know you deny it every single week and you beat me around the head with the pan, but doing a is mm-hmm. a thing, and it is, it's, we, we, we wouldn't have it any other way. Highlight of my week... Oh, I'm glad it's Alice if we a week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, no, I've, I've had one of those weeks, yes. And and uh-huh. then bringing up the, the, the tail gunner position on the show this evening, it's Amelia. Hello, Amelia. Hello. Now, you've got some breaking news for us. I can see on my script here, it says news flash, And you're yes. going to have to say that name. <laughs> you're going to have to read <laughs> yep. that out.
3: Well, news flash, news just in, literally this second by text. Commander, I'm gonna smash ya, is stranded six minutes from Hutton Orbital. Fuel Rack Commander's Alt Zane flying the python felicia forever and strex flying the dbx the john parker starman they're holding about 40 minutes from him and closing so 40 minutes
1: just of just enough time during the show to to have a live rescue from hutton orbital during hutton orbital live that is a yeah. first for this show um do we know what the the stranded commander's flying or any other details you know was it a, a sidewinder special
3: i'm afraid that's all the information i have at the moment however i am going to be buzzing him to find out
1: oh well and of course if anything's streamed live or if any of them actually want to pop in during the rescue or after the rescue to the radio show as well they'll be more than welcome to um, come and join us on the show and tell us live from the situation on the ground or in the air or in space um what's going on at the moment
3: right i'll let them know
1: and thank if we know which direction
2: they're coming from we can look out the window
1: <laughs> yes That's a good idea. Well, listen, they're only six minutes from hutton orbital which is only three loops of shame so you know they're probably buzzing us at the moment well uh, thank you very much everybody so yes we have we have the usual show this evening we have a little bit of um commander wotherspoon and his galnet digest coming up we might or might not have a buck naked we do we do have you let we him do. in He's there. I can see him. Oh, he's lurking. Oh, yes. Oh, he's not talking to me. I'm oh.
6: waving hello to you.
1: Howdy there, Buck. And how are things with you? Oh, no, he's waving again. <laughs> Wave your hand, Buck. That's yes, not funny it and it's not clever. Yes, the, the baby elephant impression is just not big and not clever now. <laughs>
6: I'm just trying to increase the wind. Uh, um, the winds changed winds of
1: change. Oh, wind! Thank you. <laughs> no, all right. Okay. Well, we're looking forward to uh, to um, hearing from you later. And I, I do have all of your sound effects lined up. I hope.
4: Oh, well, the
6: ones like yeah, clang.
1: Okay. Oh, the, the clang. We have um, yeah. we, we we have plenty of clang. Okay. So, what have we got to talk about this week? We now we've had the the AVIC mini game going on. Um. To. So, I don't know whether Darren's... He probably hasn't noticed. He's probably not in Hutton space anywhere. He's probably down on some planet murdering some poor aliens with with miniguns. But um, we've had an update to the Hutton Helper whereby we can actually create games within games within games whereby the the Hutton Helper actually can send Hutton truckers off on missions and monitor how they're doing and issue red cards, yellow cards and all sorts. um, Because... We thought it'd be more fun to give out some prizes that way. And Amelia, I think you've got some details from from Dead Meat um, um, about the AVIC mini game going on in yes, in a nearby system to Hutton Space.
3: Yes. Um, okay. Let me have a look here. Hmm. I really, you know, he he, co- you know, the coordination of this pad is terrible.
1: I know. Well, I said Cyrillic. It's not Cyrillic. It's just his handwriting.
3: Okay. So the tables were shaken up over the last couple of nights as custodian BAM's partner in crime, Commander uh, Duckface, that's not an anagram, joined the game, racing up to third place. The fabled Rincewind Cymru, okay. Uh, And the infamous mission runner Montgomery Python is in the lead. After doing all the hard work of coding this game, I can imagine Intarius Fusion is a little miffed at being knocked out of the top three. But there's plenty of time. We're up to thirty-one competitors, and if you've not joined in already, please do. 20, Twenty-six, du- hanky. Twenty-six,
1: 26 hanky. <laughs> we, we we have the hanky clones. No, twenty-seven. Then isn't it? Because one of them's real.
3: Twenty-seven. We just
1: don't know which one's real.
3: Well, as Duckface has shown, you can be uh, challenging for a win within a day or two. Most commanders have managed to get the hang of balancing their missions and are around the zero score. They need well a few, but mostly Hanky in various guises, are playing a bit too safe and sticking to hot missions. The commanders Defo 316, Tarrant, Rincewind Cymru, Malice, XR3, and Lou Snockers, who was just feeling homesick, have had red cards. Commander Missouri Woe has a whopping four red cards but we think they're obvious to the whole event this time next week we'll be dishing out prizes there's uh all to play for and don't forget every influence point gets you an entry into the raffle uh although there is a one prize per entrant rule
1: well uh, thank you very much for decoding (coughs) that uh, note from dead meat gf so uh, yes, darren Darren, 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 is this the first game you've come across where scoring zero is the way to win? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh,
0: yes, possibly so. That's quite novel.
1: Yeah, this is, this is... I mean, in true Hutton style, we've got to do it in our own way. It's not the high score, it's not the low score, it's not the... Yeah, it, it is scoring zero. I think that's what they're saying, is you've got to balance... The, the way this thing's working is that you go to Avic and... Um, you have to do missions for everybody apart from one of the factions um and if you do too many missions for everybody else of course hutton drops so you have to do a few hutton missions to boost hutton back up again but they're they're not the owners of the system we want to we we hate them so we um we're trying to hurt them so you have to balance the hutton missions against the missions for everybody else and end up hovering around the zero mark if you go too far one way then you end up with a, a yellow card at which point you get a warning if you get Two yellow cards, you then have to go to LHS 340 to clear yellow card and then get back again in the game. so the, the red cards are issued for either working for the wrong faction completely or for um, just doing too well. So, you know it's it's an interesting game dynamic there now talking of game dynamics, I'm going to blame you a hundred percent you. I lost four hours of my Sunday to you, sir.
0: did you lose four hours or did you improve those four hours over anything else you would well no
1: i started something and then four hours later i looked up and went oh my god that's the time um oh i've a million things i was supposed to do yeah so for the last few years you've been working on a project uh, which we've installed over in the hutton games room would you like to introduce this project now that it is sort of public and live and people can go and get it for themselves as well
0: yeah, so Jupiter Hell is a, is a new roguelike game uh, which has just been released in early access. has been going through alpha and beta stages. There's a Kickstarter uh, about 18 months or so ago. A very successful Kickstarter. Um, so this is a sequel slash... Uh, successor game to Doom the Roguelike, a, a roguelike version of Doom. Um, unfortunately, the guy that made that uh, got threatened with being sued by ZeniMax, who bought the Doom IP and then proceeded to sue people over it. Um, it was a free game, so uh, he decided let's make a, a commercial game, but with a, a fresh IP, but still with a lot of the same uh, style and fun. So, uh, Jupiter Hell, it's... Uh, you. Play is a marine on a sort of zombie and demon infested moon of Jupiter, not of Mars. Uh, and you go blast you with shotguns, rifles, rocket launchers, that sort of thing. It's got a kind of 90s shooter style to it. Yes, um, just released in, uh, in early access this week. Uh, it's been receiving a lot of positive feedback. I'm very glad that it's swallowing up a bit of your life too.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's. Um so you, what your input obviously there's a there's a whole team behind it it's just it's not a, like a one one-man operation so you know what, what what's been your input into this uh, you, know, you know name drop the guys on the team um so who's behind it and um you know, what's what's been your contribution so far
0: so, Cornell Koshelovich is the uh, is the main developer behind it, um, and he is a team of about six of us. Uh, so, Cornell is the main developer. He created the engine behind it. He created the original Doom, the roguelike, all on his own. Um, And he's been working on this for about five years now. Um, And then we have a team of people working on various graphics things, um, uh, uh, a sound designer who's created an original metal soundtrack for the game. And then I've been working on the story and the writing, as well as the game design pieces uh, for, for the game.
1: So the the story flow that you go through is, is is your bit, you know, in terms of the the levels you go down and where you get to at the end of it. There are no spoilers in this one, but you you, you work yeah, your I, way through. It's not completely open ended, r- right is it?
0: Right now, no, it's not. It's it's got a an endpoint which is not what the endpoint will be in the final game, but there's a kind of capstone challenge that we put in this early access version. Um, the story as it stands is fairly light. Um, We're going to start layering in lots more story pieces um, as we go through early access. Early access is a sort of, you have to have a bit of everything, but it's not everything at the final stage. So it has to be graphically up to a certain spec. It's got to be gameplay up to a certain spec. It's got to have a whole cohesive way of playing. Um, But we're just going to keep adding and adding and adding and improving uh, from here on until the, the... 1.0 1.0 release
1: yep so for, uh, for those obviously who've not played you know, roguelikes in the past um, I mean I remember um, and we, we're talking back on sort of you know ASCII screened um, computers back on old five and a quarter inch floppy drive um, old computers you know where, where you were you you dropped into a procedurally generated environment where as you walk around it reveals the room to you and the exits in the room to other rooms, and you can pick up things on the floor. So at the time, it was sort of a, you could pick up a, a sword or a better sword or a potion or a, um, some armor. And and you sort of just kept going and kept going. And when you died, that was it. You were dead. It, it was permadeath, I think, is the phrase you use in rogue circles. Correct. Um, and then you had to start over again. You had to see how far you could get before you ended up being murdered by goblins or kobolds or something in, in the game. Kobolds being the letter K, I think, at the time. So um,
0: Jupiter Hell follows all those things And every time you play, of course, the computer rewrites all the levels You never play the same level twice um, so the, I mean,
1: But the, the, the base environment, you know, the, the level you're on in terms of the, the look and feeling you know, Whether it's in a spaceport or it's in a, a cavern somewhere Those are sort of predetermined level styles But then within that, the rooms can be laid out anyway as Correct, promised. there's
0: yeah. like different generators for different areas. You've got like a, a space station aesthetic, and but there'll be lots of different configurations, but then you'll go through a kind of a mining colony aesthetic, and then that's got different graphics, and also different layout types. The mining area's a bit more open. Um, and you've got, you got some side ambush. missions
1: as well. You can, you can, you can actually decide you want to go down this way or that way and you can sort of branch off into side missions too can't you they're not they're not missions yeah. like you have to accept something but you go into side areas which you can complete for extra achievements and that kind of thing so yeah. I, I mean the main I, thing with
0: them yeah? is that they're they're harder uh they're generally much tougher, but they've got some much cooler rewards. So there's a bit I of
1: you know, risk taking I died so to many times. And um so obviously being not like the so the original rogue stuff, which was um like a um a fantasy dungeon romp, this is very much a sci-fi equivalent of it. So you've got you've got guns and you've got you know grenades you can throw. So you, you got damage at, at range, um and it's turn based, isn't it? So, you know, you, you make your move, they make their move. Um, and the monsters wander around the area. They don't stay put. They actually wander around and try and, they don't try and find you, but they certainly um, sneak up on you a bit.
0: Yeah, once they detect you, and some of them have better detection ranges than others, uh, they'll then try and, and head for you. Um, yeah, it's turn-based, like you say. So uh, it's been quite interesting actually seeing the game getting played by a wider public, and some people have been remarking on um, how innovative the time system is. Like, right. when you move, everything else moves. It's, um, it's quite funny, because we've had this time system for, like, 40 years in this genre, but a lot of people haven't encountered the roguelike genre before, and, and this is quite new to them. The well, it means, you, it means
1: you can play quite strategically, because, obviously, you can actually just stop. Don't touch the keyboard and think about your next move, or you can run through it like a loony, blasting everything, as if you were in almost you know, a um, a real-time game, you can go nuts in it and run around, but you're going to die really quickly. But you can stop and think about your next move. You know, what, what armor should I put on or what um, stimulant should I use or whatever in the game so that you can think a little strategically.
0: Yeah, so this is, I think... What I love about Roguelikes best is that you choose the pace at which you play. You can rush through things and, and, you know, especially when it's easier areas or you're going through more empty areas, you can rush through things um, and it can take almost no time. Um, And when you're really good at a game, you know, you learn to just really rush through things very quickly because you become so expert at playing. But then when you see something threatening and you know you need to stop and think, You can stop and think and go and make a cup of tea and and really think about what you're going to do to get through what could be a very tricky challenge that needs some careful Yeah,
1: because of the the randomization of the pickups that you get, I mean, you know, you you may be wandering around, you know, in your underpants, basically, with no armor. And you're thinking, yeah, I know there's some bad guys here somewhere and they're going to catch me. And I know I've got, you know, not much to defend myself. What am I going to do next? So, um, yeah, I, I've really, really enjoyed it, and I'm not just blowing smoke up your watsit on that one. I, I, I did lose four hours on Sunday, and its it has a real retro feel to it. And the voice work. Now, special credit for the voice work on this one. Um, I would say if it had a rating, an age rating on the game, you can turn off the foul language. But we don't like doing that, do we? So you can turn it right up to, yes, sweary levels um the uh-huh. voice work, the voice work's done by a, a professional or one of the team or i mean there probably are professionals as well, but you know what i mean it's it's um, so
0: the the voice is Mark Meir who did Commander Shepard in um what's that big space station game called
1: i <laughs> I couldn't possibly tell you
0: uh, big space r p g oh man, why am I getting blocked on that um it'll come back really to later. big. Yes, it will. Uh, but he's uh, he's well known as Commander Shepard in um, that game that's really popular and well known. Yeah, that known one. That yeah, he's got, he's got a, that. Yeah. It
1: has, a, for want of a better description, a bit of a Duke Nukem vibe to it. I mean, you're talking about the sort of the 90s kind of gaming vibe you get off it as well. It has an awful lot of the, the, the Duke Nukem style, irreverent sweariness about picking up weapons and glorifying and blowing things up.
0: Yeah, but he also screams a lot when he dies, which is great. So Mass Effect—that was the name of the game. Uh, so if you've ever played Mass Effect and you have wanted to hear the the main character in it die a lot, then uh, this is now your opportunity.
1: Oh well, uh, I mean, given that, <coughs> excuse me, given that this is actually only in sort of early release, I—I I, I mean, I, I played it as it is. I loved it as it is, and actually, if nothing else was added, it was you know it was worth the pennies I threw at it. Um, now, looking at the the Steam reviews at the moment, it says uh, all reviews very positive so far, which is all right for you guys. And yeah, I'm,
0: we're quite happy with the reception so far.
1: Yes, it's not bad. But how much more of you as a team you know, got planned and are gonna add to it? Is is it just a polishing job now, or is there some exciting stuff you want to be sort of adding in with the next few releases? So there's
0: a lot more gameplay content to be to be just layered on and layered on. We've got we've got our, like a really smooth uh, sort of chunky basic gameplay thing. It's very fast to play, but you have still got lots of tactical options within that. But it's about layering on more and more tactical options. Um, particular, uh, there's lots more weapons we want to add, more exotic weapons. Oh, so see, that was that was one like-
1: of the questions, yeah. Because at, at the moment, um, I think you you've got five or six different choices. You know, your you, good old-fashioned chain guns and chainsaws, through to uh, the odd, the odd pistol and rifle. I think.
0: Yeah, and we're going to get energy weapons and lightning weapons and things like that. Oh, I see, uh, that was right now
1: preempted exactly what I was going to ask. There, <laughs> yeah, when am I going to get my portable beam laser?
0: Yeah, that's that's definitely coming, and uh, more versions of the current weapons. So you can find already in the game like ones with special abilities, but we want to again the more the nice thing about it, like a procedural content game um, and like, Frontier has gone through or Elite Four has gone through this Sorry, <laughs> Elite Dangerous they call it Elite Four anymore um, you know, the more tweaks you add like the, the more like little variations you add it, just, it goes on top of everything so if you remember the early days like the, the planets in Elite Dangerous could look fairly samey But the more and more they they added on, like, added more crater types, added more ravines and stuff. the more variety you've got and all the content that was in the game. And it's going to be the same with Jupiter Hell. The more we add the different uh, weapon mods and different things like that, the more enemies will end up having different statuses and things attached to them. Uh, things will get more complex, more tactically interesting, um, and much harder as well. If you enjoy dying, there's going to be a uh, lot more uh, to- of, that. of
1: uh, Talking of being harder, obviously, I've, I've played the game on easy because you know I'm, I'm terrified by such things. But I, I, I played it on easy. I spent quite a few hours doing it, and you can get through, you know, and play it through on easy, and then it unlocks some alternative modes for the game as well, so, you you know, it isn't just you're going to crank up the difficulty, there are different different play modes as well, where you get fewer weapon slots or you're only allowed to use a shotgun to run around, at the moment I've tried one of them and died horribly really, really quickly, a lot. Um, but you can as you, as you sort of complete it once through it it doesn't just unlock sort of more difficulty, it also unlocks different ways of playing the game as well. Yeah, it's all
0: about having that um, variety, especially if you if you master the base game, there's always going to be more challenges for you to have.
1: Oh well, it sounds fantastic, and and you know, thanks very much for the work on it. I know we we saw it at the ECM event. What was it two ECMS ago over in um, the southeast?
0: Yeah, that's, I think, that was the alpha of it. Yeah,
1: yeah, and it, it's come on a long way since then as well. So, um, and now, if somebody was interested in in getting you know their own copy to to play while flying to Hutton Orbital, mm-hmm. you know, it's an hour twenty three minutes and forty five seconds or something like that these days, um, which is plenty for a good game of this. Um, where might they find it?
0: Well, they can go to jupiterhell.com for sort of all sorts of info and trailers and so on. Uh, but you can go straight to Steam, buy it on Steam, or um, gog.com. Uh, we're also on there.
1: Okay, well, yeah, thank you very much. Now, hopefully you're going to hang around for a bit more of the show. I don't know what your time pressures are this evening, but um, yeah, you're welcome to hang around for the show. Thank you very much for your work on that. Um, as much as we, we love our spaceships, I mean, this is this is right up our street as well. It's got bad language, it's got guns, it's got aliens. That'll do us just fine right um, now has anybody else am I the only one who sort of dipped a toe into the hell that is Jupiter hell here or has anybody else had a go yet yeah. I'm afraid not I'm sorry, oh, sorry. no but, sorry see, Flossie you're listed as mostly harmless
4: I'm harmless oh you're I'm harmless you're not
1: right? mostly harmless yeah but no you, you could indulge those more violent tendencies in this one without losing anything valuable <laughs> right <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Um anyway, all we're gonna welcome. Oh, we've just, just seen that um Go Sally Go has dropped into the uh, the uh, the studio as well and is waving through the green room wall that everybody's saying, uh, greetings, greetings, commanders. Uh, hello Sally. Um right, a couple of other things we need to talk about then before we move on to the next bit of the show. Um there are some um- Oh, go on then. Oh, you got an update for us. Just
3: Yes, I have an update for you. Uh, the newsflash update. Uh, Commander, I'm going to smash you, is in an anaconda called Big Wall. And the fuel rats are 1.7 million light seconds away, which is about 11 minutes. Uh, the client is Case Red, which means they have no oxygen. Apparently, they did not refuel enough before heading to the station. I've, been, this I've, ha- the I've heard
1: of running out of fuel in a, a Sidewinder, because it doesn't carry much and if you make the wrong jump first but an anaconda carries quite a bit <laughs> of fuel, doesn't it? I mean,
7: yeah, And it's got plenty it's of team. slots
1: for having fuel scoops and important yeah. things like that. Well, yeah. uh, fuel scoops. Uh, uh, it's
2: probably a cheap cheapskate, it's probably too expensive to buy the fuel at the last stop so we thought we'd go on to the next one.
1: And it begs the question <laughs> and there is a really important question here what ship are they flying to
3: Hutton? They're, well, they're um, well, the <laughs> <I can't>. tart. <laughs> Right, Commander, I'm going to smash you is in an anaconda. Right, this is the person Big who's Wall. stranded. This is the person who's stranded, and uh, can two, anyone two spot? Commanders.
1: Can anyone spot the problem here?
4: Mm-hmm. It to be a teeny bit difficult to land. Yes. Isn't it? yeah, a little, just a bit. <laughs>
1: So uh, and, um, we, the, the, we, we have to find out from the fuel rat, before they refuel this commander, can they please ask why? <laughs> why, why, <laughs> why for the seven mugs of Alvin, why are they going to Hutton in an anaconda? I mean, they can't be going to oh. get the free anaconda that's not free because they've got one.
3: Well, I, I know Commander alt is probably listening in. Um, he's the one flying the python. Um because, because um, I mean, what else are you going to do when flying to Hutton? You know, you're going to listen to Hutton radio.
1: Oh, well, we, we, we this is a burning question. We have to find out what that commander's doing and why. And If they've got some friends who are going, are they going to unload them at the other end of it? They're bringing us some, I don't know, indie bourbon or some supplies. I mean, we want to know what's about to arrive outside our window in this anaconda. <laughs> so, you know,
3: I will see if I can find out. More details to come.
1: No, well, thank you very much. And uh, do you know, uh, if you can find out as well for us, are, are they streaming it as well? Because, you know, you never know, I might be able to put a little video window live in the corner of the um, the uh, the Hutton TV channel just to, to show this rescue going on live. Anyway, well, thank you for the update on that yes. one. So no there are a few events and um, bits and bobs going on over the next uh, few weeks. I think the first one we've got to talk about is uh, Fantasticon. Which is up in the deepest, darkest corner of the northeast, and um now I'm remembering the exact dates here I'm, I'm just I'm popping at seventeenth and 18th of August at the Cleethorpes Leisure Center. They're taking over the whole building for yeah you know, it's it's mostly elite themed. can we say that? quite a lot elite themed, lots of elite related commanders going to be there. Um, quite a few. Quite, quite a few. But yes, it is now, well, many years this has been running. Uh, it's up at the cleithops Leisure Centre, 17th of 18th of August. You can uh, find out details uh, online. It's um, organised by Dan Grubb of Fantastic Books Publishing, who obviously has published a bunch of the, the tie-in books for Elite as well. There are a bunch of commanders from Frontier going along. There are a few Hutton Truckers turning up. There are, There's usually a couple of Hammers of Slough and... Other player groups represented. um There, um, there are Nerf wars. There are computers. There's gaming. There's things to buy. There are some panels and bits and bobs and just general social kickback. Enjoy yourself. Meet other commanders and have fun. Kind of shenanigans going on. Right, hands up. Who's going? Me. Flossie's going. Are, are you taking the wrong way? No. <laughs> oh, you're flying solo. Gone
4: by myself. You're going to go even solo.
1: Yes. yes. Well there's a, there's a few other commanders and we'll check down the green room. I think there's a few of our regulars are going to be popping in there as well. Unfortunately I can't because I'm going to be out the country. So I've I've been I've oh. been before. It's good fun. Um Cheers. it's lovely to catch up with everybody and it's lovely to enjoy, you know, playing a few games, drinking a few beers, that kind of thing with with the community. So that's the latest one on the calendar. I think it is well it's it's the third event of the year of the, the major UK based elite events it starts with ecm earlier in the year goes through Lavecon, and uh, ends up around now at Fantasticon. but we're, we're hoping there are some more i think there are some scottish commanders trying to put together an ecm event uh, north of the border later in the year no details as of yet but mr cow who's not here has also been helping out And i think there's also going to be a charity live stream event and does anybody have any details on this for me uh, while I've been talking, or am I going to if be... Flossie's found them for you. Oh, Flossie's found them.
4: I've posted them in the script for
1: you. Uh, oh, here we go. Back, back to the script. My pads. Um... So Enable Gaming are going to be running a 24-hour stream to raise funds for um, their events. If uh, if you're a streamer, your channel is unused, give them a bit of a host or a raid. They kick off on Friday the 9th of August at 8pm. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Enable Gaming. Um, please pop in. They're a new group trying to bring uh, esports to an accessible format. So it is very it's not similar to the stuff that special effect do, but it's along the same kind of line. It's about accessibility in esports for these guys. Um, it's their first live stream they've been doing. They need lots of support. So yes, Friday nights, 8pm twitch.tv slash enable gaming. Um, they've got all sorts. It's not just going to be spaceships, so it's not 100% elite related. There is... Um, A list of things to do over 24 hours going on there Uh, we are going to be hosting them also on tv.forthemug.com so if you're watching on our twitch channel or tv.forthemug.com you'll be able to see them there as well you know drop in at some point during the day say hi to them and and see what they're up to um enable gaming here here's the the words about it um does somebody want to read out what enable gaming are all about who's who can see the script there and can can read out who wants to volunteer
4: Okay, I'll
2: do it. Go on. Oh, go, on. go on. Can you see the bit in black there? That one.
4: Enab- Enable Gaming is an not for profit social enterprise with a vision for- of a fully accessible gaming community with high end esport competitions, not just located to the population hotspots. The goal is to make gaming as accessible to as many people as possible across the UK. Enable Gaming has set up been set up with the purpose of assisting individuals with disabilities, mental health needs, and people who come from lower socio-economic backgrounds. We will work with local communities by hosting small esports tournaments, where everyone can come along and participate, learn, and get started. They want to showcase how difficult it is to push the manufacturers, developers and retailers into thinking about a more inclusive community of gamers. The idea behind Enabled Gaming is to host and organise high-end e-sport competitions across the UK, attracting the best gamers, best games and the best community. Their vision is to include everyone. No one is excluded on age, gender, sexual orientation, disability or creed. And this year they'll be hosting four major opens across Scotland with a grand final later in the year. There will be locked and one open two locks and one open bracket. Uh, the setup will be as follows impaired, able-bodied and mixed providing fairness and fun for everyone they aim to expand into england wales and northern ireland in the coming years that's it
1: there you go that's that's the details on them well i mean it's you know, more inclusive and more accessibility is what we love and it's why we support the charities that we do so yes if you've got a few minutes on that day then drop in uh, see them and see what they're doing, give them a little uh, shout out and a bit of support. And I know uh, Mr. Cow is um, assisting as best he can as well. So um, thank you very much, <coughs> Mr. Cow. Right. Does anybody have any um, other updates? Oh, oh.
3: Yes. Yes, I then. have an update. So the uh, <sighs> Intrepid Rat Rescue. Um, basically, they, they never stream rescues because they have to avoid gankers, they do it all yeah. in the open. So um, it's not being streamed, I'm afraid. Uh, They did ask why the client was heading to Hutton. And they replied with uh, to clear a bounty placed on their head. Uh, The fuel rats have just relayed the information that if he does get there in the anaconda, he won't be able to land. They are about two minutes away, so they're going to be silent for a little while, Uh, but I can give you... I'm sure they'll give me updates.
1: Well, obviously, Alvin is very unhappy about people doing naughty things in Hutton space, but would love to remind commanders that obviously with... Twenty-two systems available in Hutton Space, many of which have large pads. There are far easier places to clear your bounties. <laughs> um can we can we recommend if you've got the Van Manenstar permit? Then Van Manenstar has a beautiful station with trees and lakes and everything. Um and so you can clear your bounty, maybe um in relative comfort or you can head over to barnard star former home of the barnard star dock- in fact they're still there aren't they they're just not in charge anymore the barnard star dockers um you can head to barnard star or you could go to Where- where's Rukavashnikov? is that no bonkers <laughs> we get to bonkers uh. in wolf 25 that's a good place no yeah. yeah Rukavashnikov. i mean they're they're all george's pants you could always go to george's pants we, all, that, we have the best names. Oh, we do. <clears throat> we we only take the places with the best names. Or oh, Willy Sport. <laughs> we go to Willy Sport. So, yes, um, if you want to find out um, the systems that Hutton actually has, you could always go to hot.forthemug.com, and there's a lovely list on the left-hand side of the page of all the systems that Hutton's in and um, to clear your bounties. Obviously, the naughty step is LHS 340, but you can only visit there. Well, you're not allowed there, actually. And you can only go there if you're sent there, and you can't go in a big ship. So don't go to LHS 340. Now, talking of that, Darren, 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 we've got two things for you coming up next. Yeah, okay. The first thing is you've got your own theme tune, which is good. And the second thing is we're going to ask you a really, or Amelia's going to ask you a really difficult question afterwards. So I'm going to play your theme tune, and then we're going to ask you a very difficult question.
0: I'm ready.
5: (laughs) Hi. Hot Pit Report, here with all of the latest Hot Pit Report, but what does it mean when they see we're expanding, does that mean that we're all getting fat? Where can we sell all our data and not be a dirty truck and phoned up cocking, boob-loving, useless, incredibly annoying truck? And Hot Pit Report. Here with all the instructions. Hot Pit Report. It's time for the Hot Pit
1: reports. So, Amelia...
3: So, so, Mr. Barnaby Wilde, what on earth does it all mean? That
1: would be telling. <laughs> it would be very, very telling. Well, <laughs> this is this is your test about um, yes, how much attention you were paying during the news. <clears throat> so, every week, we have a little bit during the news where um, Dead Meat or, or Dead Meat Standing tells us what we're supposed to be doing and what we're not supposed to be doing. And we, we can talk about um, some of the systems. Now, we're going to l- give you some leading questions here to see how much... In-depth knowledge you've got all about um, uh-huh. playing the BGS. Yes, sure. So in LP five thirty-two eighty-one, five twenty-five thirty-nine, Wolf one twenty-four, Luton one forty-five, one forty-one, and Van manen Star Hutton has far too much influence, and we might want to take it down a little bit. How might a commander take it down a little bit? uh they could adjust their belt settings.
3: Yep, we like they- Bowie.
1: Yeah, we we could do that, yes. Um, or maybe they could work for some of the other factions a little bit.
0: Yes, of course. Yes, that's what I was about to say, yes.
1: And so if a commander was coming in with, let's say, I don't know, 200 million credits worth of data, we wouldn't advise they go to these places, but they might want to go to some of the other ones. They so might. When dropping your data, what's the most important thing to remember? Uh, pick it back up again. Yeah, well, you you could do that, or you always insert it into something we have rather than something we do it,
0: It's littering, right? Don't yeah, just dropping things everywhere. Don't,
1: don't don't yeah, don't drop a big load all over the place because that just makes a mess. Um, and if you want to do bounty hunting and pew pew, you can do that um, as long as you get the right kind of bounties and hand them in at anywhere except those places. Yes, but don't get
0: the dark bounties. They don't taste as nice.
1: No, 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 no. Dark bounties are no good. And in fact, I'm not a fan of bounty anyway. Too much coconut. And, oh, uh, I like. It. Oh, okay. We we have a dissenter in the camp. Flossie, you like the <laughs> coconut?
3: I do. Yes. Okay. Do you but- put the lime in it? Lime. You put the Brilliant.
1: lime in the coconut. You put the lime on a bounty bar.
3: It could lime,
1: a lime and bounty yeah. bar. Mmm. Yeah. The chocolate lime and bount- uh, coconut.
4: See, there's either milk chocolate or dark chocolate is this where we are <gasps> we'll be doing biscuit
2: reviews next <laughs>
4: <laughs> you know, they've, they've, been,
1: they've been canned they're not allowed anymore they've been banned throughout the galaxy um, Okay. alright chocolate bars then now one, <laughs> really, important yeah. galaxy. one really important one chocolate bars what about Colonia now Darren have you ever been to Colonia I have not you, you, you have not have you ever met King Hanky
0: uh, only in my dreams.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure those were ge- dreams, unless they were cheese-inspired <laughs> ones. Um, well, I tell you what, I'm I'm going to. There's some, some big notes here. I'm going to. Have you still got the script in front of you? Have you binned it already?
0: It's it's yes, it's in front of me.
1: Right, I've just yeah, I've just dropped something. Yeah, King Hanky has given you a very special instruction on what to do. It's there.
0: And um,
1: where? Under Jupiter Hell. All right. Okay. Instructions. i supposed to say this? Well, yeah, you tell everybody what they need to do in, in, in Colonia, even though you've never been there. Okay. No, no so... we
6: want you to sing it.
1: <laughs>
6: <laughs> in, in Welsh.
1: Russians,
0: work in, in tier only, voice. please. Uh, tier only.
1: What's that mean? Oh, tier, tier is a system that we own over in Colonia. Oh,
0: right. All right. So the system of tier, I know what I'm talking about. Yep, definitely. So, uh... Missions and passenger missions in tier only. So tier is uh, the place to go. Um bounty hut in AL Centauri. Is
1: that a real in the place? Yeah, that, that is that is the site of Hutton Moon and Fort ah. and Fort Mug.
0: So go bounty hunting there or in uh Dorizo and put hand in at tier. Buy low, sell high, that's just uh, obvious, right? Um, exploration, if you've got any exploration credits, they can be cashed in at tier in uh, Dollar Depot only. Does for say Depot? Uh,
1: Dolar do- Depot, yes.
0: Yes, yes. Very, very <laughs> expert. Here, yes, yes. Um, um, and please keep up the great work. And remember, if in doubt, post a message to King Hanky regarding any data drops. Okay.
1: Well, thank you very much there, Darren. And um, thank you very much for um, being dropped in the deep end and not drowning too badly there.
6: You're welcome.
1: Now, um, the last bit of the section before we move on to the Galnet News is our favourite bit, and it's the bit that also has... (coughs) Excuse me, I I swallowed that crisp the wrong way. um, Its own theme tune as well. Now, Flossie, are you ready? I'm ready. Darren, this is guaranteed to give you an earworm, but um, here goes.
5: (laughs) When the universe is in trouble, Bug infestations in the bubble... Your home stations burn rubble. What on earth can we do now? Interstellar initiatives. Let Flossie tell you what it is. Then you can get involved with this. You should listen to what Flossie said. Interstellar initiatives. Flossie tells us what she thinks it is. Then. You
4: now you should listen to what Russell says Hello, flassie here with this week's Interstellar Initiatives News This week the Enclave has concluded Starting from today, the following will occur In light of the outstanding efforts from all the commanders who contributed to this endeavor, the superpowers will begin to colonize more systems in the region over the next few weeks. A newly appointed engineer, Chloe Sadesi, will be located in the planetary port at Cinder Dock in which head sector DL-Y D17. She'll be offering upgrades on frameshift drives and thrusters. Just like the engineers in Colonia, Chloe's abilities to engineer modules will increase the more commanders employ her services. A tech broker and a material trader will be bringing their services to the planetary ports in Bray Landing, which heads sector LC B C2 9, and Vatchet Hub, which heads sector EB X C1 7. This concludes the Enclave and with it comes a new Broker recipe. Commanders across the galaxy will be able to create a unique Thargoid Interceptor bobblehead. You'll only need to create one if you take the required materials to a Human Tech Broker to unlock it, the unique bobblehead will be available in your livery across any of your ships. The next CG is expected to start next Thursday, the 15th of August. And that's this week's Interstellar Initiatives News.
1: Well, thank you very much, Commander Flossie. Now, <clears throat> I do have a button here that says... Oh, here we go. Let's see if this one works. It's the outro. That's
7: what says.
3: <laughs> so, like Flossie. this show...
1: Oh, hang, hang on, hang on. I'm going to interrupt you on this one. Okay. Now, Flossie, yes. Flossie, 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 a Thargoid Interceptor bobblehead. Yes. <coughs> yeah. So if you want your own little... You see, I have been after for a long time a little scavenger bubblehead called Errol to have on my to, on my dash. So I can get a Thargoid Interceptor bubblehead, but I can't get Errol the scavenger yet. No. Uh, the, the thing that freaks me out a little bit is here that if it's a tech broker one of the human tech brokers, that obviously means you're going to have to drop something off to unlock it. Yeah. Um,
4: probably. I, I don't know what you have about to <laughs> I mean, are we getting yeah. into
1: sort of the, the realms of sort of head shrinking and trophy hunting here? Are we going to have to bring him like icky, sticky little bits of Thargoids measured on the X scale to unlock? So- oh. I have
4: heard somewhere that we need a, a Thargoid heart, so that rules me out.
1: <laughs> I mean, is anybody else a little bit grossed out by that? yes <laughs> here I go here's the throbbing heart of a dead creature by the way can I have a nice little bobblehead for my ship
7: well <laughs> I
6: think you're just fine till they start asking for the penises
1: <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, actually that's just completely thrown. Amelia Amelia save me just just just, yep.
3: yeah, just, just <laughs> make it
5: go away <laughs> yeah. what, what, well,
3: what? Nope. sorry you go you go
2: <laughs> what when they came for the Thargoid Hearts, I said nothing because I didn't have one. But when they came, no, never mind. <laughs> when they came, <laughs> yes.
3: Okay, so like this show, the next tune is a total nightmare. Like this show, reiterating that point. But the net Digest isn't.
8: Good evening, this is Rex Bottoms, Hutton's newly appointed war reporter. Coming at you live from Y08550714. So move. cut it out! Someone will see you! Sorry. The Hutton orbital truckers have been engaged in a pitched battle for the last week against one of the minor factions here, and it looks like the tide is finally turning. Before I give you all an update on the ongoing battle, we have an audio snippet from earlier in the week, talking to members of both sides about what started this conflict. I'm joined here in the studio by representatives from both sides in this rapidly escalating conflict. Good evening, gentlemen. Yeah, alright.
4: This is
5: ridiculous.
8: For the purposes of this broadcast, gentlemen, I'll be keeping your names confidential. But Dud, you represent the Hutton Truckers. Can you describe how all this started?
1: well we was in the bar at Hutton right talking about how nice it was now that we was in charge of a system and how funny it would be if we expanded into Sol, when a couple of stiff fed types came over we offered to buy him a stiff one and made a few jokes you know
8: about expanding into uranus didn't seem like it indeed i wouldn't expect not so fred you witnessed this whole episode i don't
1: find this in the slightest amusing This has nothing to do with drunken bar antics at this hellhole you call a headquarters.
8: Some would suggest that the freedoms at Hutton far outweigh oppressive Federal rule. However, what is it about? After all, you don't control the station.
5: Hutton and their ownership of the Alpha Centauri system present a visible threat to the local area, and as such should be prevented from expanding their ludicrous operations elsewhere. As for that bloody dog.
8: What'd you call my mum?
1: Gentlemen!
2: Yeah, I've worked you out for starters. Yeah, cop this one in the party bags.
8: As you heard there, this fight is serious. Deadly serious. Hutton's Executive Commander Alvin De Feer issued orders that in retribution for perceived insults, all truckers were to descend on WISE 0855 and launch a full-scale assault. The minor Federal faction, backed as we understand it by the notorious mug denier, Ben Ryder, brought some heavy Federal hardware to the party.
4: Warning! Capital class signature detected.
8: Commanders Marshall, puppy and BGT have commanded wings of truckers, attacking at every opportunity, and driving capital ship after capital ship away for repairs. Only a handful of Pilots' Federation commanders have joined the Federal efforts, including at one point Fazarina Van Castar and Commander Snuffler. Though, this reporter has been led to believe that it was all a big misunderstanding and they clicked the wrong button.
4: Under attack.
8: Oh dear, we seem to have drawn some fire from Federal forces. Broadcast a press signal on all channels. Symooth, stop mooning them out the window, man! Dear God, someone has a railgun! This is a distress call, all channels, this is Rex Bottoms, I'm under attack, Y0855-0714! Someone send help!
9: Galnet News Digest, 8th of August 3305. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news... Palin parting from the Pleiades creates enclave opening for Chloe. King of the Fairies remains a free church. Lave sees the bright side of Alliance Festival. Galnet Gossip gets the chop. Palin parting from the Pleiades creates enclave opening for Chloe. A new and rival engineer to Professor Palin has taken advantage of his recent retreat to the Bubble to set up shop in the Witch Head Nebula, an area widely tipped to become the new colonia. Chloe Sedesi who started her career as an apprentice of Palin, saw the concentration of combat ships in the Witchhead sector as an opportunity to set up as an engineer in her own right, at Cinder Dock, especially after her mentor had been forced to flee the nearby Pleiades sector. She's still starting out, but with a little practice hopes that she should soon be able to offer the same Grade 5 thruster modifications as Professor Palin and his Colonia rival Mel Brandon. And it's rumoured that she may be able to offer frameshift drive modifications too. In further good news for the Witch Head Enclave it's been confirmed that once all the starports are restored to full functionality by the painfully slow supply of vast quantities of repair materials, both a material trader and a technology broker have committed to open stores in the sector. In less good news, the definition of the word enclave is an inhabited area totally surrounded by a larger territory inhabited by a different race. The prefecture of Greater Oresria does not welcome careful pilots, or indeed any pilots, unless they're Thargoid. King of the Fairies remains a free church. The Federal Intelligence Agency has proclaimed a victory over organised crime gang the Red Family despite its failure to track down head honcho Oberon Church. The FIA says it's confident that all stocks of the deadly super-addictive narcotic the Red Family was preparing have been destroyed and that the organisational structure of the crime syndicate itself has been dealt a fatal blow. However, the FIA was unable to prevent the death of supergrass Jan Sandoval in what is widely believed to be a revenge attack by former head of the Red Family, Church. It seems highly likely that Church has at least some FIA employees in his pay, and he remains at large, with the FIA lacking any leads as to his current whereabouts. But of course, Everyone knows that Oberon is orbiting round Uranus. LAVE SEES THE BRIGHT SIDE OF ALLIANCE FESTIVAL Citizens of the LAVE system, which last week played host to the Alliance Festival of Culture, have been treated to a long speech by Alan Stroud, the commander of LAVE Station. A very long speech, in fact, in which he questioned the wisdom of the Alliance holding its festival in an independent system. Something which many Lavians welcomed as a recognition of the long period of stable Alliance control in the recent past, but which an almost exactly equal number of Lavians reject as a propagandist stunt from a failing superpower that just doesn't know when it's beaten. In his very long speech, which lasted several hours, and during which several members of the audience needed to be taken to hospital for treatment after falling into deep sleeps that were almost indistinguishable from comas, the good doctor made a number of reconciliatory noises. Because listening to a whole speech by Commander Stride is considered dangerous, we used teams of stenographers, working ten minutes on, ten minutes off to transcribe this magnum opus. What it boils down to is, The Alliance is more or less okay, and we welcome them to visit Lave, as long as they buy some brandy in the gift shop and tidy up after themselves when they leave. But why say something in 31 words when you can say it in 400,000? Galnet Gossip Gets the Chop The Editor-in-Chief of Galnet, Ernest Plunkerton, has announced that Galnet intends to move upmarket, with fewer gossip stories and more hard facts about the galaxy. Gone will be the long-involved stories about ambassadors nearly marrying princesses and about Alliance presidents murdering rivals. And in will come hard facts about new types of spaceship being sold in the galaxy and details of appeals for assistance hauling goods and fighting Thargoids. What is not yet clear is how this will affect Galnet's publication schedule. When it first started, Gallet issued two or three stories every day. In recent months, this has decreased to roughly four stories per week. If it is now restricting itself to publishing only when new ships get released, we may find that Gallet has effectively become a quarterly publication. Galnet News Digest looks forward to being able to analyse every Galnet article in exquisite detail over a 13-week news cycle. It should be almost as exciting as a speech by Commander Stroud. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to...
1: some cutting stuff there yes galnet news what are we gonna do i mean continue to make it up well he's he what's he gonna digest if he's got nothing to chew on during the week Oh, dear. I mean, you'd have to, I don't know, make like Hutton Orbital and invent stuff instead. Sorry, we don't invent stuff. We report the other things that people don't report in Galnet News. What? Well, what is Commander Wotherspoon going to do? Well, I think we should start a campaign with placards. March up and down outside their headquarters. What do you reckon? Yeah. What, what would your placard say? Darren, Go on then. If you had a placard, you know, save Galnet News, something like that. What? what, what uh, incisive, down with
0: this sort of thing.
1: Down with this sort of thing. Perfect, and up with that. And um yeah, we, we can't be having less galnet news, that's terrible. I mean where are we gonna get all our salacious gossip from and our you know who who in the Empire, as he says, is, is, is boffing who from the Federation and um who got lost on the way to Beagle Point. Oh well, well I mean hopefully there's there's more stuff coming that is gonna be in the news <clears throat> like all this news about Actually no, because they're gonna steal Flossy's Thunder. How do you feel about that, Flossy? Your bit's going to end up in Galnet. No. Well, Well, that, you can't be stealing things off Flossie. No, he can't. That's Flossie's job. <laughs> Take that, Galnet. Yes. Yeah, okay. Galnet, told you what to do. That no, doesn't it doesn't work, does doesn't it? Work, does no, it? it doesn't. So we've got two campaigns we have to do now. Anyway, uh, right. I suppose we better now. Now, um, uh, Eric, have you found Buck hiding somewhere? And is is he ready for his thing?
6: Um. Yeah. Buck's over there.
1: He, he, I'll go get him. Okay. Well. D- well. D- yeah. Well, we've got we've got a tune first, and it was chosen by our our uh, our special guest this evening. So, Amelia, think, would you like to? Oh, think, think it's a bit of a news. Oh, flash. there is news flash update, <laughs> Amelia. Before you do that, tell us that.
3: Well, um I've just been told that the fuel rats were successful. They have said that they will uh, follow with more details a little later, so um ah. I will update accordingly.
1: Well, what we yeah. want to know is: is he actually carrying on to Hutton, having been fueled up and knowing? I, I say he, or he, he, or she? Um, yes, it can't Par- land. Apparently, it's a he. Uh, he, yes, is he going to carry on to Hutton, knowing that he can't land, and has he taken the advice to go off to somewhere else, like I don't know, Barnard Star, Epsilon Indi? That's quite nice. There's, yeah. some, there's some there's booze it. it's there it's very nice this time of year yeah there's-
3: um well um i've just been told to stand by for more updates so i will pose the questions because i'm i'm sure all you know our listener wants to know
1: okay well See, Garnett, that's how you do news yeah live <laughs> news but you can't do that with your translating it to other languages and three-day run-up haha Right, Um, so introduce the next tune and then we can go and put Buck out of his misery or our misery or (laughs) whichever.
3: Okay, Ben. Um, It's time to look under the Scotsman's kilt. Luckily, as Cal's missing in action this week, we won't be struck blind. However, due to his attire, Buck naked might give us a little surprise. Important message
5: from Code.
1: Are you the kind of commander that likes drowning kittens? You are a pirate. Do you leave the toilet seat up after every piss? You are a pirate. Do you drive a fertilance and refuse to use your indicators? You are a pirate. Do you have an eye patch on both eyes? You are a pirate. We're the Code and we're recruiting for your sort. Help ruin Summer's afternoon and join the Code. Yar. Yar,
5: heart fiddle dee Being a pirate is a to do. Do what you want, cause
6: a pirate is free. You are a pirate. Ding, diddle dee Ring, Oh, lad, I don't know where you been, but I see you brought cheese fries.
5: Now you're a trucker All you gotta do is truck that truck. When you're a and trucker then you're out it's for the moment that we fly all over the space Point to light light it's crossed at a hell of a pace Just turn the wheel and keep that smile
6: Well, howdy there, truckers. This old buck naked, spokesman for Lakon Spaceways, back again for this week's Hutton Top Trucker. How do we keep up with your shenanigans while you toodle around in the Milky Way? Why, we install this little piece of software called the Hutton Helper in your spaceship. And if you ain't already got it installed, you can install it yourself, relatively pain-free, by going to the website, mug com almost as pain-free as being labeled as a mass murderer because you play video games or being labeled as a mass murderer because only us mentally impaired are worthy of being hunting truckers so let's get on to our top truckers from last week Yeehaw! from the explorers jumping around like them horny rabbits in a field Commander Krim Shadow Two held the lead with almost sixty-eight thousand light years jumped. And that makes two weeks in a row for him. The leader in destroying the Don's dastardly desperados this week is Commander Atik Two with seventy-seven point five million credits earned and accounted for. Good on you for keeping the Don's repair bills up, Commander. Our top mission trucker. For the fourth week in a row is Commander Montgomery Python, who I thought said he'd retired, with 1,547 mission points earned. And that ain't all he's done, cause he was also hauling cargo like a Hutton trucker oughta. Yep, old Commander Montgomery Python transported and sold almost 143,000 tons this week. Keep on trucking there, Commander. Driving the Hutton High Speed Rail this week, Commander Spot the Cat hauled 4,009 passengers around the galaxy. And that's a pretty active kitty cat right there. Our fastest run to Hutton Orbital is held by Commander Rampage 737 in 1 hour, 22 minutes, and 40 seconds. But the fastest run in this month, August, is held by. Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce this name. Commander 07 Commander, or Commander Salute Commander, or whatever, whatever your doggone name is. Anyway, he did it in one hour, 23 minutes, and 49 seconds. Someone please beat his score so I don't have to say that again. If y'all think you got what it takes to beat these scores, then download that Hutton Helper and get to flying, Commander. If you want to hear your name on this here radio station make sure you got the Hutton Helper installed. Pick it up on the web at hot.forthemug.com and get to trucking. And don't forget, if you do hear your name called out and you ain't already got one, get in touch with us to get your very own Hutton decal for your ship. Button Top Trucker, brought to you by Lacon Spaceways. The only ships in the galaxy will come with your own personal reporter Harry Balzac blow-up doll.
1: yee well thank you very much come on back naked
6: i ain't telling you where you gotta blow up the Harry balzac yeah, doll, yeah i wondered about that
1: <laughs> bit yeah that's a side effect of getting mods <clears throat> not applying your I mug do hear enough.
6: It, it has a fairly small nozzle on it
1: <laughs> oh dear oh you can tell we're heading towards this part of the show aren't? <clears throat> can't you now? um but but yeah well thank you very much now so nobody's beaten the record yet so it's still held, Which and the run to, to Hutton, especially not somebody who needs rescuing by fuel rats, is not beating any records.
6: Mm, nope.
1: Maybe the slowest run to uh, Hutton, Hutton Orbital. Um, so, Amelia, do, do we have any That's other... That's
6: still sitting at around over one day.
1: Hang on. Boy, can the we the slowest run. I'll tell you what, I can, I can call up hot.forthemug.com, and let's have a look under the stats, and... Ooh, and what it's do about got?
6: one day in an hour,
1: or maybe um, three hours. The Hutton Run Hall of Fame? Uh, mm-hmm. All-time greatest every attempt. Here we mm-hmm. go. Uh, scrolling down, scrolling down. One hour 27, one hour 28. That's embarrassing. One hour 56 hours 33. Yeah.
2: Number 738.
1: We're, one day, nine hours 34 minutes and 10 seconds by Commander Thomason. Yes, we are going to name. Shortly followed look up, up look four up from
2: there. Look four up from there, and who do we see?
1: Flossie's three. <laughs> And Rincewind Cymru. With yeah. 22 hours, 24 minutes, 31 seconds. And Iggle Piggle. Well, yes. It's a, but one day, nine hours, 34 minutes and 10 seconds. I'm sure there's got to be a glitch there. That's a, I, I parked halfway. I, I don't even know how you do that. You, you just stop halfway? Anyway. But, um, yeah, so some some good old truck in there. And uh, all that work in Avic is, um, yeah, it's all counting for those commanders as well. The mission, The mission points, the mission runner. And, of course, as you said... Uh, anybody who hasn't got their hut and decal yet, get in touch with us and we can send it across to you. I know that uh, Palantir, the Harry Bolsack, has uh, taken a note. I hope you have, because I didn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have. Oh, yeah. Hang on a sec, I'm looking up the list here. We've got a small furry rodent twice. We've, we've, got, a, we've got a plethora of ro- rodents there. <clears throat> oh, is this all runs? Everybody's go.
6: That's all runs.
1: Ah, uh, a small furry rodent again. Many small furry rodents. Many a small furry rodent goes an awful lot of times to Hutton an Orbital. Anyway, back to the script. Fussy guinea pigs. So this, yeah, this is the bit where we we play a tune while we all run down to the um down to the green room, and hopefully there is um, a Ventura somewhere who can wiggle the thing and <clears throat> push the knob and twist the. The doodah to head down to the green room. Actually, there aren't many down the green room today. It's been a quiet There aren't. We could could always bring them up here. Who have we got down there? Let's have a look. We've got at least five hankies. I'll tell you what. We're going to make it easier this week.
6: And a linen and a litho and an odie and a was.
1: Was not was. A was not was. Anyway. Oh, where's was? Was, was, was. Um right, well i tell you what, we're gonna we're gonna play this next tune in, in, in a second, but we're gonna invite them to actually come into the studio for a change, because it smells in there and we don't like it. Um so Amelia, have you got a tune lined up for from, from our special guest
3: this week? Well, I, I thought that I'd misheard the title of our next tune, but despite my hopes, this isn't Star Truckin'
8: an Orbital Pizza. Because takeaway is a dish best served cold.
1: Right, right, that's enough of that. Oh, my ears are bleeding. <coughs> oh. Oh. More. More? No more, more. more. No.
4: More.
0: I can't believe you interrupted. You've got to repeat the whole song from scratch.
5: Now. Oh, no. Thank you. My- so. yeah. My poor ears. (laughs) I thought Flossie
1: was a horrible earworm. Sorry, Flossie. I didn't mean that the way it sounded. (laughs) Um, Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody from the green room. And and welcome into the studio for a change, because it's a quiet week this week. Um, so, as as usual, what we do is we take turns, and then we all speak to everybody. We say hi, and what's your week been up to? And if you've got something to say, you say it. And if you finish talking, you say for the mug. And um, if you haven't got anything to say, you say for the mug. Um, so we're going to take turns. We're going to start with me, and then we're going to have our special guest. He's going to speak to the second person, then Harry, and then Flossie, and then tail gunner Emilia can speak to the next one. And if there are more than eight in here, it'll be wonderful. No, Well, there are maybe... Uh, maybe one or two more than eight and um yeah and then we'll say goodbye and play a final tune and darren can introduce this one can't you darren but not yet
3: um so, if you just before we start the green room Ooh, on i on have then. an update go on, then so um the first uh, the first fuel rat to get to um to the the client, was Commander Altsane, and they refueled them successfully. Then they escorted them to interstellar factors in G99-49. They did not continue on to Hutton, I'm afraid. Mission they gave, failed. <laughs> they gave them instructions on scooping and star classes. Um, apparently he's thinking about going back to a Python, um, where... Commander Altzane recommended a dolphin instead.
1: <laughs> right. So Hutton trolling is live and well. <laughs> well, look, can you pass on our thanks, please, to the uh, the fuel rats involved?
3: I will indeed. And,
1: and um, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure for for that one, they have to avert themselves a hut and decal. What do you, what do you reckon? Should, should we give them a hut and decal for um, coming all the way out here just to wave at us through the windows and rescue somebody who got lost and then banish them?
3: Yeah. I, I think it's worth
1: it. Yeah. Well, if you if you could get um, a couple of um, other well, you've got a contacts and we could send you know there are two fuel rats so yeah two Hutton decals to yep, our triple fuel let them rats know. and and thanks from uh, Alvin especially for uh, rescuing people who are foolish enough to come to Hutton and uh, yeah we will give them a Hutton decal to wear proudly on their ship alongside their fuel rat one as honorary Hutton truckers.
3: I will pass on the message.
1: Right, so first up in the, oh, the live room that was the green room but isn't, but is the live room, we have Commander Ventura. Good evening, Commander Ventura, and thank you, as usual, for your help this evening. Hello, how are we doing? Yeah. I'm um, not-, not a problem, not a problem. And what have you been up to this week? Have you been flying a spaceship anywhere or up to other shenanigans? Uh, busy at work. Uh, I've been doing my uh, T9, you know, T6 migration. Working in that, still doing that at the moment. Uh, haven't even reached point uh, waypoint two. Uh,
5: been playing a bit of World of Warcraft and King of uh, Sea of Thieves. Other than that, that's about it.
1: Okay, well, um, sounds fun. Thank you very much indeed. And handing over to our special guest to speak to the next commander. Did we lose our special guest? No. Sorry, oh, there what? He is. Oh, there you are. There you are. Um, you, you have to say hi to the next one on the list.
0: Hi to, to the next one on the list, who? Which is me. You have to oh, talk to me. Hi so, and you.
1: A, it gets all very complicated. This. Sorry. What list ambitious. am I
0: looking at? Me, oh, the Harry, one, the
1: one in the one in Teamspeak here. We just sort of we go and chat to everybody people, and that. see how their week's been and see if they've got anything right. interesting, interesting to, to in the, add. Tar- Number two,
0: uh, Harry, you're a number two now. Yes, I'm uh, uh, <laughs> number two. Yes. Well, yeah, how, uh, how's your week? Uh, been? What's been I happening?
2: i mean, very good. So apart from the pre the description I gave earlier of our Nice wedding anniversary day out. Uh, uh, yesterday, I went and revisited Delphi in game. Uh, having last week been in the wrong place at the wrong time and not seen the Thargoid machine go, uh, Commanders Infinite Dreamer and Lydia of the Void were very kind and took me under their wing, as it were. And we went in and we saw it all go and it went. And that's despite Infinite Dreamer kept disappearing because it because he has problems with virgins again, a bit like Grant, and the uh, his connection kept dropping out. But we managed to do it, and we also upset the machine and had everything go, and uh, I ran away when the scavengers started to go mental. But it was amazing, It was it was really good. So I'm glad I got to see it eventually. Uh, that's the only time I've been in game. I still have my SRV on the ground from last week when I went back in. So uh, that I'm going to say uh, for the mug, which means it's me. To talk to Vantia. <laughs> to me, hello. Yes, yes. Eventually, we'll get to talk to someone else from the green rooms.
1: No, we can't talk to five hankies. Well, we may, maybe we'll talk to one of five hankies in a bit. Um, well, I've, I've had a, I've had a uh, one of the one of those weeks. I, I went to the went to the Science Museum early in the week with uh, my very own Mini Me, and we went to see um, uh, Tim Peake's uh, Sawyer's capsule that he came back to Earth in, looking a bit scorched and charred and very 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 small um uh, henry's comment on this well was that, that's smaller than our downstairs toilet <laughs> well, yes it is and what well, they had three of them in there yes they did have three of them in there bit cramped wasn't it? yes it definitely was a bit cramped i hope they were good friends yeah they probably are now but we wouldn't see that and there was the apollo 10 um vehicle as well, and yeah, lots of spaceships. And we were, um, did some science experiments. We played with some acids, we blew things up with hydrogen. There were large explosions, and a great time was had by all. And we thought we'd go and calm down the next day by going to Legoland and looking at Star Wars stuff and standing in queues an awful lot. <laughs> um, yes,
2: at least the, the weather was half decent,
1: yeah. Well, it, it wasn't too bad. Um, probably too sunny to be standing in a queue for an hour and a half for a ride that was rubbish but uh, no i mean there was a there was a lot that was good there and uh, i'd say the star wars bit definitely the highlight with those big dioramas they build at the top with yeah and the music and darth vader and you know that sort of thing um other than that uh, no i mean I, I obviously went to see a thargoid machine once myself we've activated it a few times we broke it a few times and i'm still also parked down in delphi inside the machine this week so maybe tomorrow morning i might drive out that's about it really for the mug from me
5: thank you
4: so i think that's me to see how amelia's done this week
3: hello fluffy hello um I'm pretty good actually i mean well i've been th- this entire week i've spent a lot of time trying to teach someone who is completely new to the entire elite universe Ooh. how to play. Quite a challenge. Yeah. In, in VR. <laughs> oh, even better. Um, I never realized how, um, terrible the training videos and training, um, missions were. Yeah. I, I found myself still trying to explain everything even though it was a training mission. But, a lot of fun was had. You know, um, she's oh, really brilliant. enjoying it. So, um, I, I think we have a, a new trucker on Brilliant. the list, and um, she's she's taking to it like a duck to water. So,
4: oh, that's very yeah. really good.
3: Fingers crossed.
4: She the quality scene in the truckers.
3: Fingers crossed. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, yeah. Still got a lot of learning to do. Still having a hard time uh, uh, using the navigation. But uh, oh, yeah. she, she'll get there, she'll get there. Aside from that, I... Is that, is that navigation in brilliant. VR? Yeah, navigation in VR. Oh, yeah. I, even
1: experienced pilots, it's just, there's the one thing about VR that's not as good as, as yeah, using it on a screen is isn't yeah, navigation on the... Um, <laughs> that's just too hard.
3: It, it does take a while to practice. But um, yeah, um, so lots of fun is still being had. I'm sure she'll become an ace pilot in no time. Um, So uh, that's about it really For the mug Good luck to her, thank you for the mug So I'm guessing now it's me And I am interviewing Flossie (laughs) Flossie.
4: It's Swapsies. yes You get to Flossie
3: (laughs) Hello Flossie, how are you? Hello, I'm fine, thank you
4: Uh, Yeah, um, well this week I've I've been doing a bit in uh, Avic with uh, Poppy Nice. um husband also had a a, a few goals with Holly um was well, not really done an awful lot in game I did a bit coming back from uh, Beagle point yesterday you, otherwise how is
3: that, bit... that journey going to take
4: oh well if I keep getting distracted with uh with fuel rats rescues it I could be there forever <laughs> <laughs> I was I was on my way back between um, Colonia and the bubble when I got when I went on this call, and now I'm far side of Sagay. <laughs> oh, wow. long it's going to take me? I just took the wrong commander. I got one in Colonia. I should have taken her. How many commanders do you have? Well, I've got. <laughs> Uh, well, Flossie one, two, and three. I've got Poppy. I've also got one that's just in the newbie area. Um, Flossie FR, I think I called her, or was it FR Flossie? I can't remember. I've also got one, uh Well, two in on Xbox. Flossie UK and another Flossie FR. And oh, wow. I've got one on PS4, Flossie UK, but I don't get on that much. so eight yeah (laughs) wow I'm not playing them all the time obviously the ones that are just sort of dedicated fuel rats in starter areas don't get to play very often Uh, or do anything except fuel rats (laughs) rescues Um, the main ones are Flossy, 1, 2 and 3 and Poppy
3: so how many rescues are you on now?
4: Uh I think I'm on fifty. Nice. I can probably check that. That's cool. But um yeah I've, I'm not I mean this this one fellow up there is over two and a half thousand. And he's oh, he, wow. I was on I was with him on that last rescue. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so um yeah, I've got a long way to go to catch up with the likes of uh, Ravanov. <laughs> I don't know how he pronounce his name, but <laughs> in case he's listening. Um, yeah, so other than that, I've been playing World of Warcraft like uh, normally.
3: Uh, have you, have you um, got the new mounts yet, the alabaster ones? Uh, I
4: have finally got me flying and yeah. I got uh, one of the sort of fairly rare mounts which you can only buy from well trade by uh, from the merlocks <laughs> some Merlock traders and it's a right it's the right carry on to get you's got to buy so many of this trade so many for that tr- trade so many of this for something else trade something else and it's have quite they been taking lessons in
1: engineering from uh, frontier
4: oh goodness it's It's such a complicated process And I had to really follow the instructions closely And anyway, eventually I got to the last bit Where I could finally trade for this um, Crimson Tide Stallion Which is seahorse um, Which of course normally you'd only use in the water But then if you can buy this other little thing uh, It lets you use it on land as well And now that I'm flying, I can fly with it (laughs) So nice. I'm, I'm quite pleased with that Very cool
3: um, So anything else you would like to add?
4: Hmm. Oh and, and uh, We also have uh, an anniversary coming up uh, oh, Cool On Saturday My husband and I will have been married for 45 years
3: Oh congratulations Yeah Is there uh...
1: so anything you... you can do I can do better To uh, Commander Palantir?
2: Yeah, it's just making me show up, showing off. That is, isn't it? Three more years, and every year it's the same thing. Three more. I don't know how she does it.
3: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Are you? Are you doing anything special? Are you going out for a meal or something? Mm,
4: no, nothing. Not that I know of. cook um, probably cook something. Usually. I don't know. I'll see what happens. <laughs> nothing planned that I know of. <laughs> And that's, yes, I've just looked on good. our leaderboard, and I'm on 50 rescues. Nice. So uh, I think that's about it from me. So it's for the mug. For
3: the mug, Flossie. Thank you.
1: And it's it's my turn then to uh, say hi once again to Darren.
0: Hello, once again from Darren.
1: Yes, and uh, well, you've been enjoying yourself this evening so far.
0: Yes, it's been most delightful.
1: Is is this your first experience of the chaos that is Hutton Live, or have you have you experienced this before as a listener?
0: Uh, I'm not a live listener, and seeing the back end of all of you has been very revealing.
1: Yeah, well, it, it's it's almost as chaotic behind the scenes as it is, uh, yes, in front of the uh, microphone. But, um, so, when was the last time, you, I mean, do you still fly spaceships regularly? Oh, uh
0: regular as i can uh i've got an ASP, but i still do lots of passenger mission like sort of exploration passenger missions with um although uh last week i was listening to some theory crafting about crates being better ships so i might go explore a crate sometime soon
1: and have you have you been out doing any of the, the new sort of void opal mining over recent bits and uh, made yourself a squillionaire a few times over <laughs> i do not know Oh, well, our resident expert is uh, Amelia in uh, such mining operations, but um, <laughs> and, and you know you, you haven't been to join a, a Hutton event for for a while. Did you? Did you actually do the Hutton event back when we got the mugs in the first place, or were you one of the conscientious I've, objectors? I've been to
0: I've
1: been to Hutton full of dirty truckers. <laughs> well, you know, <clears throat> I did shower this morning, but um, I don't
0: believe that. <laughs>
1: and so i mean is there anything else you want to add obviously it's been great having you in uh, talking about the game and obviously you're welcome back at any point but anything else you want to add for this evening or any other sage words of advice for uh, um other commanders out there
0: oh just uh it's been uh, an immense pleasure and um try not to die
1: <laughs> well thank you for coming to join us and That's good well, advice it's a for the mug from you and i'm going to hand back over to you to talk to one of the five hankies
0: to me, is in me? Or... Uh, that
1: was you. That was you to talk to him. Yes,
0: me to talk to,
1: to one of the five Hankies. What? Okay,
0: Hanky number one. What? Hello, <laughs> hi, King Hanky, Admiral of the Elite, uh, the most Hankiest of Hankies. How are you doing? I'm doing okay.
10: I've learnt how to spell Avic backwards. It's Kiva.
2: 'Cause I've been there that many times this week I can spite it t- different ways. And also I've been sorting out clonia from the mess which somebody seems to be supporting one of the non player factions and making a mess of all clonia as well. So being that's what that's what my week's been entailed for on Lake Dangerous.
1: Apart from that I've just been enjoying my retirement. Oh, well, How are you? <laughs> thank you very much, King Hanky. So do, do you have anything to add then for uh, for for Darren, or are you uh, for the mugging? Yeah, me snake's all right, and I'm um, for the mug. Uh, well, thank you very much. And handing over to... Is it Harry next? Me. It's me to talk to Lenin.
0: Hello.
2: How have you been since I last saw you in a cave on Delphi? Oh, all right, I suppose. I'm
0: oh,
1: doing lunch.
2: What kind of not much?
0: I've uh, been working, and I've been playing Satisfactory about it. Bloody addictive game. Bloody addictive game, then.
1: <laughs> now, these game developers, hey, what are they like?
2: Not even a finished game. It's almost as if they do it deliberately. I know. That's about it, really. For the mug. Alright, thank you.
4: So, I get to talk to Elizabeth. How's your we been? Ah,
2: relatively quiet. All I've really done in game is uh, fly another 5,000 light years back towards Colonia from uh,
4: DW2. Oh, very good.
2: And so I'm nearly halfway back to Colonia. wouldn't <laughs> It takes forever, doesn't it? It
7: does,
4: yummy, yes. Yummy, yummy, yummy. <laughs> <laughs> You're waiting for all <laughs> yeah, that's, that data.
2: Yeah, that's why I'm stopping off there. Drop off all the data and then maybe stay, maybe head back. Not sure yet. Probably stay for a while. Yeah, just yeah. in touch with me, mate. Sorry about that. Oh, absolutely. As yeah. <laughs> so, soon as I get there, I'll let you know.
4: I've dropped, we'll I've dropped off mine, time. but I'll have more when I go back
2: again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Um, yeah, other than that, it's just for the mug for me this time.
3: Thank you for the mug. Hello there, Odie. How are
10: you? I'm doing fine. How about yourself?
3: Not too bad. All right, come on, lay it on me. What ones have you got today? <laughs>
10: So what do you call crystal clear urine? Uh, water? No, 18, uh, 1080p. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Don't judge a meal by the look of first course. It's very superficial.
3: Oh.
10: Why is sun an Olympic sport?
3: I don't know. Why is it an Olympic sport?
10: Because the best you can ever get is bronze. Oh, God. You're terrible, Odie. You know, the Earth's rotation really makes my day.
3: Oh, no. That's an oldie, Odie. Oldie,
10: oldie, oldie. I, I remember two Peanuts were walking down in a tough neighborhood, and one was assaulted. <laughs>
1: oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. <Of> course, <laughs> oh, God. God, just one more, one more, OD or are you, is, uh, are we, are we, are we, are
10: we, one more. Of course, two ropes were walking in that same tough night, uh, tough neighborhood, and one was afraid. Oh, God.
0: Brian, please. <laughs> right. <laughs>
10: yeah. yeah, I just, other than that, the pines it's been out. Weird month of me trying to get better and trying to get my sleep under control. And I just got out of the hospital this morning yet again from another oh no. Oh no. two to three days' dent. So hopefully shit goes better and time goes on. Well,
3: we'll all keep, our keep our fingers crossed for you.
10: Anyways, right now, uh, the only thing I'd like to say is for the mug. For the
3: mug,
1: Odie. And then it remains to me to uh, say hi to the tail gunner of the green room, who's now in the live room. Um, Waz, not Waz. How
0: As are you tomato,
1: there? Tomato, tomato, tomato. Tomato, Waz, not Waz. How how are you this week?
0: I'm still exploring. I've been putting some nice photos up I've been finding
1: of certain planets. Alright. right. It was you with the the, the Earth-likes, was it? There was the water worlds. There was the heart metal
0: content one with it or wherever they're like oh that's a nice picture to take i've just enjoying exploring out out in the bl- out in the dark
1: no it sounds sounds fun and um just watch out for the space madness though it, it it is a thing make sure you have your hut and mug handy at all points you wouldn't want to catch Lock mods
0: like with me and i'm watching all the marvel films from the first one all the way up to infinite to end game so no space madness
1: Oh, well, that's all right, as long as you're avoiding that one. But um, do you have anything else to add this week? Yeah, whoever played that damn song with Star Trek and... Needs to it was to him, it free. was Darren, <laughs> I, he pushed the buttons, I had nothing to do with it.
0: It's I a piece awesome. of beauty, it's your, it's your fault for not uh, enjoying art.
4: I, I love know, that song. I've I've heard heard it heard
1: again. It no, you can't hear it again.
4: Cool. Brilliant. Yeah. No,
5: no. Uh,
4: yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, okay. the I'm, the I'm, I'm sorry for <laughs>
1: talking again. Right, okay. Before on, everybody gets too rowdy, before everybody gets too rowdy, it's it's time to round off towards the uh, towards the end of the show.
10: Um, um. Oh, go on then
1: quickly. Go on then quickly.
10: What was what, the theme of tonight's music, songs such as uh, Dr Demento played, or versions of it, because that's what, I remember a few of the songs on several of his CDs, or several that were similar song versions on his CDs, so I was a little curious.
1: Oh, the theme the theme this week was actually um, songs recommended by our guest presenter, Darren, and it's all his fault. Uh, it's all his.
10: Okay, yeah.
1: Yeah, it was there was no okay. theme this week. It was purely um selected by our special guest. And see on, on that note, it's oh, time for us
0: he's saying you seem as boobs is normal.
1: Yeah, well <clears throat> right, gaffer tape it really quick because we need we need we need to polish off towards the end of the show and let everybody uh, scarper and go and do, do their thing. So, you know, thank you very much everybody for tuning in. Thank you much to thank you very much to everybody in the green room. Thank you to Flossie, as usual. It's been a pleasure. To Amelia, to the Harry Ballsack, to our special guest, Darren, to in fact to Amelia, to everybody, yep. Thank you for coming along. Thank you for those of you listening and watching on tv.forthemug.com or listening on radio.forthemug.com. We will be back uh, next week. I won't be. It'll be Mr. Cow in the seat next week. Um, Same time, same place-ish. Hutt Orbital Radio. Um, Now, there is one thing before we go that is very traditional. Because we've had a guest on the show. Amelia, what do we normally do to our guest at the end of the show? Given the bumps. No, we
3: let them... We let them uh, list out the last tune.
1: Well, no, no, before that, before that, because he, you know, he's given, <laughs> he's given, he's given up his time, uh, and it is absolutely normal for us to um, send our oh, guests yes. yeah. a something. Mug. Well, it's a Hutton orbital radio mug.
3: It's a very, very special mug.
1: Ooh. Only for people who've actually, um, you know, taken part as our very special guests. Uh, I think one or two may have won them during various raffles at ECM events, but other than that, you have to contribute and turn up and take part and yeah, be part of the silliness. So, Darren, um, if
3: you speak could to yeah, speak to our one listener,
1: yes, speak to our one listener. Email us at ITookpart at with an address you would like us to send your Hutton Orbital radio mug to.
0: Very good. I think I do actually have one from our raffle as well. Oh, you've, got, you've always, got the
1: radio one, the, the, white, um, the white and blue radio um, one.
0: Yes, oh. but as, well as, as well as the other, the, the classic cut and roll mug. But, you know, more mugs, you know, for the mug, absolutely.
1: Well, we, we will speak to Mr. Cow and we'll come up with something super, super special for you as a thank you present for coming on the show. They'll
0: get the bumps as well.
1: You can have the bumps too. Yes. Somebody throw uh-huh. them out the airlock quick, um, <laughs> especially for that tune. Would you like to obviously introduce our our very last, uh, very last tune, and then we're going to say Indeed. goodnight to everybody.
0: Yeah, so earlier it was uh, our tunes. We explored some old frontier. Or Sorry, earlier we explored some bold new frontiers, but our last tune now is to explore an old frontier.
1: Ladies and gentlemen,
5: that's the end of the
1: show. Everybody's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger off too? Hello, everybody, we're sort of back now. Hang on a second, let's. That one. It's back, but then it stopped. I could play it while we're talking. Anyway, um, hello everybody, we're back. There was a small interruption there because apparently the music was really, really quiet and then I accidentally stopped it, so... Um, unmu- oh, that
2: made it very, very quiet.
1: Unmute the mics? Now, you see, I'm getting messages left, right and centre while I'm trying to mash buttons. And I, I had a minor computer incident earlier where all the sound levels messed up and everything and that was all my fault and then we went live and then they were still messed up and then I pushed buttons and it got worse. But it said on my screen, you see, there were six minutes remaining, which was probably foolish for the time warp. But hello everybody, we're back. The Usual Chaos. Hey-ho, hopefully you can hear everything now. Let's just let's just check. Can, can everybody hear? Let me just check. If I play the time warp again... Is that coming out? Or is that really, really quiet again? It's They're not talking astounding. to me.
3: Time is fleeting.
1: No, it's gone again now. Oh, well, if the music's quiet, I'll deal with it later.
3: Racing up to third place. The fabled Rincewind Himru. Did I pronounce that right?
5: Whole second spot. Rincewind,
3: Cymru. It's Cymru. Cymru, okay. The Commanders, Defo 316, Tarrant, Rincewind, Cymru, Cymru. Cymru. Malice.
6: You just have to start with the cum. Don't worry. It took
3: Buck about three
2: years to get that right.
3: Cymru. Rincewind, Cymru. Malice.